This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. Shem Aleichem. We uh, just want to discuss two brief inyanim on Daf Ches Amar Aleph. Um, if you remember, when we started the Ion Shem, we began by uh, sort of reviewing the whole plot, but we've been doing that in Shul on Shabbos. So we're going straight to the Ion. But I do want to share with you a question that's been uh, somewhat troubling me. And then we'll come to Rabbi Hanan. The Gemara said like this. Gemara Zayin Amadbez said that why would we need Aleha? Why would I think you could do Yibam to an Erva? So the Gemara says that we would use the principle called Halva Ishtari Ishtari. What's Halva Ishtari Ishtari? Halva Ishtari Ishtari is once we matter one Isser, while we're at it, we might as well matter the other one. Namely, once we're mattering the Isser Eshasach, let's go ahead and matter the Isser of Achoisisha. And the Gemara said, how do we know that there's such a principle, halva ishtari ishtari? And the Gemara derived it from a Mitzayra, who in his purification process, he became a Balkari, and then he went to the Mikvah. So he is a Tvul Yoim. And he's now coming on the eighth day of his uh, Tara to purify himself from his Tsaras. And the way he purifies himself from Tsaras is by sticking his fingers through the Sharniknar into the Azara. Now the problem is that for a Mitzayra to go into the Machana uh, Shechina is a Chiv Kares. On the other hand, for, the mitz- for a Tvul Yom to go into the Machana Shechina is a Kares. And the Gemara says, since we're matering the Isser uh, Kares of Mitzayra, we'll matter the Isser Kares of uh, Tvul Yom. The Gemara did say that we have no problem with him entering the Azara, the Machna Leviyah, because for that we say the Asei Sheyesh Baikares of Karben Pesach will push off the Asei of a Tvul Yoim entering the Machna Leviyah. But regarding entering the Machna Shechina, the Tvul Yoim is a Chi of Kares, so for that the Gemara says, Hove Ishtari Ishtari. And then the Gemara said, wait a second. To say Hove Ishtari Ishtari by Mitzayra is very different than saying it by Yibam. Because by, first of all, says the Gemara, if the deceased brother married the woman, so the Isser Eshesach comes first, and then the living brother marries the sister, so then comes the Isser of Achisisha, then I understand, since we matter the, the first Isser of Eshesach, we can matter the second Isser of Achisisha. But if the living brother marries the woman first, so first comes the Isser of Achisisha, and then comes Eshesach, we never saw that we could say, Halva Ishtari Ishtari, that on an Avera that comes before the other Isser, which is being matered. In other words, by the case of Tsaras, first came the Tsaras, which is the Isser you matter, and then came the Isser of Tvul So maybe we only say Halva Ishtari Ishtari, where the first Isser is the Isser that we're matering. But if first comes the Isser of Achlis maybe we don't say Halva Ishtari Ishtari. And then the Gemara says, no. Even if the deceased brother marries the woman first, if the living brother marries the sister before, before she falls to Yibam, so there was never really a moment of heter on the Isser Eshasach, the Isser of Achosisha came in before there was a heter on the Eshasach, if now the deceased dies, so maybe we shouldn't say Hova Ishtari Ishtari, since there was never a moment in time where the Isser Eshasach stood by itself. Because wouldn't Ula agree, the Gemara says, that if the person became a Tvol Yaim before the morning of the 8th, so there was never a Heter on the Tsaras, 
that we do not say Hova Ishtari Ishtari. So the Gemara ultimately says, you're right, we only need a Pasuk for the case where the deceased brother marries the woman, and then he dies, and then the living brother marries the sister. So, sort of a side question that we dealt with on Shabbos is, uh, do you have in your Gemara the Toysus Yishanim? In the Oiz Vahadar Gemaras, it's, uh, it's on the side of the page. The, the Toysus Yishanim asks, how in the world could the living brother have married the sister after the deceased brother's wife falls to him, but you're now to marry Achreis Zekukasai? Think about it. The living brother is marrying the sister of the woman who's falling to him. That's Asr, that's an Isidra of marrying Achay Zekukasai. What's going on over here? Right, you hear the Kasha? Right, the Kasha is, in other words, you can't marry the sister of a woman falling to you. So the Toysus Yishanam answers, you're right, you're not allowed to, but it's only Drabanan. And we want to know, why do I need a Pasuk of Aleha Midoy Raisa? So the Pasuk is talking about a scenario where you went ahead and you married so since the Yisr is um, only Midrabanon, the Pasuk is sort of saying, if you did marry the sister of the woman who falls to you, then uh, you do not, you, um, the Pasuk is saying, I would think you, you do Yibam to Achois Ishtai, Kamash malan aleha, that you don't do yibam ta'achais ishtai. But again, aleha is needed for nasa meis, umeis ve'acherkach nasa chai. Even though the nasa chai is uh, violating an iser drabanan. So my question is as follows. There's a famous principle of the Taz that the Chachamim can only render an Isr Drabanon on something that the Torah does not explicitly say is mutter. For example, the Torah doesn't explicitly say you blow Shoifer on Shabbos, or you take Luv and Esrug on Shabbos. It says you blow Shoifer on Rosh Hashanah, you take Luv and Esrug on Sukkot. Presumably that would include Shabbos, but it doesn't say it explicitly. So the Rabbanon could come along and say, no, don't take your Lulav on Shabbos, don't blow Shoifer on Shabbos. However, if the Torah explicitly says you're allowed to do something, for example, there's a famous question. Why are you allowed to do bris on Shabbos? Why aren't we worried? And the answer, says the Taz, is because since the Torah explicitly says you're allowed to do milah on Shabbos, the Chachamim cannot answer something that's beferish in the Torah, that's mutter. So therefore... Um, anytime there's a Beferish Isser, anytime the Torah uh, uh, specifically matters something, the Chachamim can never answer it. We have a Shir on Parshas Kiseitze, I believe, that how could the Torah, how could the Rabbanon answer Pas Akum, but we know it says that you're now to marry into Amun Emoyav, Al Dvara Shaloi Kidmu Eschem Balechem of Amayim. That um, the reason why you're now to marry into them is because they should have brought you bread. That implies that. Uh, the bread of a guy is mutter. So how could the Chavim answer it? So we, what we try to answer with Rabbeinu Bechaye, the Torah is not saying that their bread is mutter. The Torah is just saying they should have brought you bread as a courtesy. It doesn't mean you would have been able to eat it. But the Torah doesn't explicitly say you're allowed to eat the bread of a guy. So my question is as follows. How could the Torah answer Achay 
But the Pasuk of Aleha is explicitly saying you're allowed to marry um, the sister of someone who's zakuk to you. Because Aleha is needed to say that if you married the sister of someone who is zakuk to you, you can't do Yibam now to Achay but why would the Torah be need? Why would the Torah need to say that you don't do yibum to achis zikukasai, but to excuse me to achis ishtai? But there's never a scenario. Tell me a scenario of why of where the Torah of where it's necessary to say you can't do yibum to the sister of uh, your wife. How would that ever play out? You married achis zikukasai, but you're not allowed to do that. So that means the Torah is saying, you are allowed to do that. So how could the Chachamim ask, but the Torah explicitly says you're allowed to. Anyway, that's just an interesting question. But that's not what today's shir is about. I just thought I'd throw that out. Today's shir is about... I, I guess I joined just in time. Today's shir is about as follows. The... The Gemara is making a chiluk of when do you say ishtari ishtari, when do you not? And the Gemara says maybe you only say ishtari ishtari when the iser that's being matered came first, but not when the iser that's being matered came second. And therefore, by yibum, why would I need a pasuk of aleha if, say, the living brother married the sister first and then the deceased brother married the other woman? So Rabbi Chana wants to know basically what kind of svar is this? Why should it make any difference? You know what came first? Why should it matter whether the why should it matter matter which isr came first? Hova ishtari ishtari is like uh, it's a din. The din is once we matter one isr, we should matter another isr. Why should it? What's the chiluk of whether um, tsaras came first or tfolyoim came first or achis ishtari came first or eshasach came first? So the Gemara says. So Rabbi Chanan has a chakira. What's pshat over here? Rabbi Chanan says, You could explain this chiluk in two ways. Let me just move everyone to the side so maybe you could read this better. You could explain the chiluk in two ways. Number one, the klal of Hova Ishtari, maybe all it could do is prevent a second Isser from being chal, but it cannot uproot something that was already chal. In other words, the svara is, we're not being matter yisurim. Hova Ishtari Ishtari says that since there is a heter on Eishas Ach, it can prevent Achos Ishtai from being chal in the first place. But once Achos Ishtai is chal, it cannot uproot it. Maybe that's the star of Hova Ishtari Ishtari. And therefore, if, let's say, the living brother married the woman first, so the Isar of Achos Ishtai comes in first, so then Aisha uh, Sach cannot uproot it. Ehova Ishtri Ishtri says that we could stop the second Isra from being chal. The second Svara is, maybe like this. You know why? If the second, if the Isra, which, which is not being matered, comes first, we can't you then use Hova Ishtri Ishtri? Because says Rabbi Hanan, wait a second, why don't we say, Hoyl the Nesar Nesar. Why don't we say, you know, you have two Isurim. So why do we say once we matter A, we should matter B? Why don't we say once we answer B, we should answer A? I mean, how do you know which way to go? 
The answer is, the deciding factor of which way to go is, if first comes Eish and there was a heter on the Eish so for a moment in time, there was a very compelling reason to matter the Yisra Eish so now that the Yisra of Ach comes in later, we say, since we already matter A, we might as well matter B, but we're not going to say, since we, we didn't ask for anything, we already mattered at a time that there was not, nothing else compelling. But, if let's say, the Yisra of Achos Ishtoi um, comes in, and now we have two Yisurim, we have Yisra Eishasach and Yisra of Achos Isha, who told you to, to follow the Heter and say, once we matter A, we should matter B? Well, why don't we say, once we Aser B, we should Aser A? So these are the two, this is a Chakira. So Rabbi Hanan says, and what's the Nafkamino between these two Svaras? In other words, is the Svara that... Um, that Eishas Ach, that Isser A, which is being matered, could prevent Isser B from being Chal, but it cannot uproot it? Or is the Pshat, that the Heter has to come first, otherwise maybe we should go the other direction? The Nafkamina is, if the two Isurim are Chal simultaneously. Says Rabbi Chanan, the Nafkamina, by the way, I just want to tell you where this is, I'm sorry, this is in Simen Yod Aleph, Ois Ches. So it's on page 23 in the Kavit Tzaharetz. He says, let's say the two Isurim come simultaneously. According to the first reason, you could say Hova Ishtri Ishtri. Because, let's say, Eishas Ach. Let's say the, somehow, the Isur, let's say the two brothers wanted to save money. So they got one Masader Kedushin. And they both married their respective wives on condition that the two Kedushins were Chal simultaneously. So Rabbi Hanan says, according to the first svara, we should say Hova Ishtari Ishtari. Because the Isser of Eishasach, which has a heter, theoretically can um, prevent the Isser of Achosisha from being chal. Dileperos Rishon, Shapar Aminu, Mechahai Gavna, Hova Ishtari. To prevent the chalois of the second Isser from being chal. So in other words, Rabbi Hanan is saying that according to the Svara, that Hova Ishtari has the capacity to prevent and not to uproot. So if they're happening simultaneously, it could, it could, um, it could prevent it from being chal. But according to the second reason, that who says since we matter A, we should matter B, why don't we say since we aser B, we should aser A, that would, that would be an impediment to Hova Ishtari Ishtari, even when the two Yisurim are chal simultaneously. Why do we say, since we give a heter to one, we should give a heter to two? We should say, since we ask her two, we should ask her one. Here also you could say, my chazas. The tzarech Talmud. Says Rabbi Chanan, uh, it's a shayla. Which, which um, lambdas of hova ishtari ishtari is more correct? Now comes Rabbi Chanan and he says, Adavar oyoyim v'noira. Rabbi, do you take questions? From all, only from you. So, if the kedushin are chal at the same time, yeah, it's still, it's still not the case of where it would happen because it, it had to be. You're right. You're right. Yeah, right. You're right. Correct. In other words, simultaneously would have to mean um, somehow the b- marriages and the death occur simultaneously. Yes. Marriage too, and the death occur simultaneously. Okay. No, no, uh, both, both, really, both marriages. No, mm. because you would need the the chal. Um, yeah, I think both marriages and the death. 
Because you need the chalois of the the yisur and the and the death. Right. So the chal- the chalois of the yisur is when him marrying the achos. No, but you'd also need the chalois of the yisur eishas ach to be at that time. So the truth is, it's not really possible. It's really a theoretical case. It's really not possible by yibam. Okay. But uh, just think about it academically, theoretically for a moment. You'll see where it is possible. Think, the, following, the next case, you'll see a very clear, clear uh, illustration. Okay, Watch this. Um, there's a sugya in Krisus, and there's the exact same sugya in, in Yuma, with one slight discrepancy. The Pasuk says in Achari Mois, V'shilach b'yad ishiti hamidbara. You're going to send the Sar HaMishtalech with a timely guy. So the Gemara Darshan's Afilu B'Shabbos. The Gemara Darshan's, you could send this guy even on Shabbos, even though there's Haitzah. So the Gemara says, no, that's ridiculous. Why would I need a Pasuk even on Shabbos? The same way you're allowed to carry on Yom Kippur, in other words, the Torah says, send biadashiti. What do you mean, send biadashiti? You're not allowed to carry on Yom Kippur. So the Torah is saying, you're allowed to do it. So then, basically, hova ishtari ishtari. I don't need a pasuk, you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. What difference does it make if it's Yom Kippur or Shabbos? So Raphim says, it must be the pasuk is saying, ein era v'hoitzal yamakipuram. There's no issue of carrying on Yom Kippur. Because it can't just be saying that you're allowed to carry on Shabbos, Nisar um, HaMishtaleach. Because of course you are. If you could do it on Yom Kippur, you could do it on Shabbos. And the Gemara concludes, no, Raphram's making a mistake. Maybe you could only do it on Yom Kippur because the Sar HaMishtaleach, there's no other way to ever do the Sar HaMishtaleach unless you carry on Yom Kippur. But on, it's, it's not always that Yom Kippur is Shabbos. So just because the Torah mattered the Sar Mishtalech on Yom Kippur, that's because there's no other way to do it. But it doesn't mean you could do it on Shabbos. Now, the Gemara in Yuma brings the exact same thing. The exact same sugya, except the Gemara in Yuma doesn't say, No, Raphram's making a mistake! The Gemara doesn't say Raphram's making a mistake. The Gemara concludes Raphram's right that I don't need a Pasuk to say you could do it on Shabbos and it must be that I need a Pasuk to say that there's no Isra of carrying on Yom Kippur. So Toysus wants to know why doesn't the Gemara and Yuma conclude as it does in Krisos that Raphram was wrong. So Toysus says that the style of Shas is that sometimes you have parallel sugyas, and one sugya will conclude one way and the reason why in the other sugya it doesn't say the last word the same as the other as the sugya somewhere else is the Gemara expects you to know what it says somewhere else. It's called In other words, what Tosis is saying is you could have parallel exactly the same shaklavataria in two Gemaras and Shas. And one Gemara will say a final answer, and the other Gemara will not say a final answer, but it doesn't mean they're arguing, it's just a matter of uh, not you know you got to know both. You can't uh, you can't just learn Yuma. You got to learn Krisus. In other words, in Krisus it says the final answer that Raphram is wrong. In Yuma it doesn't say Raphram is wrong, but the Gemara in Yuma expects you to know the Gemara in Krisus. So Rabbi Hanan is not fully satisfied. 
by this, he feels that the Gemaras must argue. So he wants to know what do these sugyas argue in. In other words, why is it that the Gemara in Chrysos feels that Raphram is wrong and we don't necessarily say and the Gemara in Yuma says Pashut that if you're allowed to do it on Yom Kippur, of course you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. So Rabbi Hanan says the two sugyus argue in the two lamdasin of Hova Ishtari Ishtari. Is Hova Ishtari Ishtari something that could only stop another Isra from being Chal, but it cannot uproot? Or is Hova Ishtari Ishtari because we need to say, since we mattered A, we're going to matter B, but once B is Chal, then go the other way. Since we Aser B, we should Aser A. So Rabbi Hanan already said the Nafkamina is if the two Isurim are chal simultaneously, which they are by Shabbos and Yom Kippur. So if the, the sugya in Yuma that uh, holds Pashot, that we would say since the Isra of Yom Kippur is matered, the Isra of Shabbos is matered, that's because the sugya in Yuma holds that the Lamdus of Hova Ishtari Ishtari is that a could be prevent B from being Chal. So even if they come simultaneously, Yom Kippur will prevent Shabbos from being Chal. And therefore, Pashat, we should say Hava Ishtari Ishtari, and I don't need a Pasuk to say that you could carry the Sarah Mishtalech on Shabbos. Mashenkin the Sugyan Krisus holds that the Lamdus of Hava Ishtari Ishtari is that I could only, is because. Um, the the other lambdas that had halva ishri ishri says that since we matter a we should matter b, but that's not true if they come simultaneously. They come simultaneously. We should say maybe since we asked b we should asked a. Maybe how do you know since we matter yom kippur we should matter shabbos? Maybe since we asked shabbos we should ask yom kippur, and therefore we should not say halva ishri ishri legabe the sar hamishdaleach. And therefore, maybe just because the Isser of Yom Kippur is Mutter, who says the Isser of Shabbos should be Mutter? Maybe we should say the other way around. Elamai, but we already know the Torah says the, the Isser of Yom Kippur is Mutter. Okay? Therefore, the Gemara says, don't extrapolate it to Shabbos because Shab- Yom Kippur, that's the only way to do it. Let's read this inside. Yeah, we have to understand, what do these two sugyas argue on? Possibly they may argue, Do we say when two isurim happen simultaneously, once we matter A, we should matter B, since we're mattering the isur of carrying Yom Kippur, Shabbos and Yom Kippur occur simultaneously. The sugya de Yuma Svirale, the sugya of Yuma holds the Basacha Samrina and Hovishri Ishtari. That when they happen simultaneously, we do say Hovishri. Vimkain Hadda Rafram Labadusi, Rafram is not wrong. We should say Hovishri Ishtari, that since we matter the Isra of Yom Kippur, we should matter the Isra of Shabbos. And therefore, I don't need a Pasuk of Ishiti for Shabbos, so Rafram has a good proof. It must be the Pasuk is saying, Bechlal, there's no Isra of carrying on Yom Kippur. B'shapar muchach dein erev ha'itzal Yom Kippur. De'i neima de'yesh Isra ha'itzal Yom Kippur. Because if there was an Isra of Yom Kippur, 
than Ra'i Laimar Hova Ishtri Yom Kippur, Ishtri Nami Shabbos. We should say since Yom Kippur is Mutter, Shabbos is Mutter. And the Sugi of Krisis holds that simultaneously we don't say Hova Ishtri. And there's no proof from Yom Kippur to Shabbos. Because Shabbos is different because. Um, the Yom Kippur is different because Hachshirah Gokach, that's the only way to do it. Okay, Rabbi, so that's what I got for you today. Just uh, a, a brief analysis of what is the Svara of the Gemara of why Hova Ishtri Ishtri only applies where the Heter comes first. Is it because it could stop it from being Chal, but it can't be Oikarit? Or is it because it, it once it had a Heter, so then that determines the direction. Once we come out there, we, can, we come out there B. But once the Isser is Chal, maybe we should go the other direction. That's Rabbi Hanan's Chakiran. He uses that to explain the difference between humans and Krisos. Okay, Rabbi Yisai, Shkoyach. Wait, 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 Rabbi. Um, yeah. Sorry, thank you. A couple of questions. Yeah. First of all, what, why can't you say when it's on Shabbos also that they have share of The only way you can do it is to carry, so therefore you should be allowed to do it. Because you don't have to do it on Shabbos. The Torah never says, so do the Masar Meshalech on Shabbos. In other words, uh, it said to do it on Yom Kippur. Never said to do it on Shabbos. Maybe you don't do it on Shabbos, but it says to do it on Yom Kippur. So that's the that you have no choice. Okay, I think. And second of all, do we learn the whole principle of whole history from the case of uh, Mitzorah and, and Puyol and and Balkari? So that's a good question. Do we learn it from there? I don't know if we learn it. Um, no, when we say learn it from there, is that's where we see that the Chachamim used it. The Chachamim said it, Misvara. Our question is, what, what is the later Chachamim's precedent of how to employ that Svara? But I don't think Hova Ishtari, it's not Xeris HaKosov. It doesn't say anywhere that a Mitzayra who's a Tfolyam could go into the Beis HaMikdash. It's a Svara that the Chachamim employed. But so I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm saying is that only applying it to the Zohar, and one of the, one of the things the Gemara pointed out is, it only happens when the uh, Mitzorah was Rai for Karba. Right. So therefore, it, it, can we not say that in any other case of old history, history, the first one has to be history also, has, has, a, has to have a shot. Yes, a yeah, we have to say the first one has to have it, like, like in the case of Nasa meis u where the Eish had a heter for a moment, and then the then the living brother married the sister. In other words, we need there to have been a real heter to determine the direction, perhaps. Right. So again, coming back to that simultaneous, uh, simultaneous marriage. No, it, it wouldn't be by simultaneous. It would be by simultaneous marriage and death. In other but words, even, it, but even simultaneous marriage and death, there's no shots. Where the, um, where the where the husband has right. The, so you're right. According to that side of the Chakira, we would not say Hova Ishtri Ishtri. But according to the side of the Chakira, that A could prevent B from being Chal, even when they come simultaneously. You know, if you could conjure up a case where the Kedushin and death happen simultaneously, then that would prevent the second Esther from being Chal. Why can't you do it when the 
there's built into the brother's to potential right. that happens without children. So you could say that the potential to be chal to prevent it happening uh, good question. So, you, but apparently the Gemara holds that the potential heter is not strong enough. You need to have an actual heter. Hova history is only if it actually became mother, not just it has the possibility of becoming mother. So, what uh, does it mean that um, Eishazach can prevent Achazisha? Isn't it just? reality that you're the Ahasisha, like naturally? Right. So it sounds like you are, the, the woman is definitely your wife's sister, but the Isser, it could prevent the Isser from being Chal. Similar to the concept, you know, Ein Isser Chal Al Isser. Sometimes an, you know, an Isser has to devolve on something. Maybe since there's a Heter on the first Isser, the second Isser will not be Chal. That's the Sad of Rebbe Hanan. Uh-huh. So everyone agrees that that's the reality. It's just you can't. You won't overvent the Isser. Exactly. Thank you very much. Okay. Have a good day, everyone. Skyach. 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 You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.